Hi, it's Alex Turner on the discretionary stocks. We have some feedback post our structural winners conference on Friday from Boohoo and ASOS. Uh, Boohoo talks about structural advantages, long-term aspirations, and gave some color on M&A thoughts. ASOS discussed opportunities to support robust EBIT margin progress in the medium term, suggesting considerable upside potential to the 4% medium term target. We had an upbeat message delivered from Tesco, who discussed CapEx discipline, the Asia disposal progress, and free cash flow. Elsewhere, James has published on Inchcape an update as he sees April now as the trough as many markets have reopened and looks for normalisation of EBIT in full year 21, maintaining the buy there. In luxury, we note another difficult hit to the US as many stores are currently boarded up given the unrest. We have a quiet week ahead for us in results. Busier again next week. Bon dia from Industrials. Autos, Germany to propose 5 billion euro buyer bonus scheme to boost car sales. The plan is part of stimulus package, which may be up to 80 billion total and will be revealed tomorrow. The scheme would allow purchase premiums to be paid to buyers of cars worth less than 77,000 euros and would expire at the end of this year. We've been waiting to hear the details for of this for a while, so eyes on that tomorrow. Uh, Jefferies will host a China virtual access day to tomorrow and Wednesday with 13 companies in machinery, construction, commodities, autos and automation sectors. The run rate for excavators, heavy trucks and auto may beat our market forecast in Q2 and the sustainability of these trends, if true, should boost economic recovery and impact automation capex and commodity demand. Almost all meetings in Mandarin, but let me know if you want to speak to the analyst. Good morning from Mark Hoffler in Resources. Iron ore very much in focus for us this morning. That's on the back of a research report from Chris Lefevna, where he has revisited his assumptions on iron ore fundamentals, uh, coming out quite positively in terms of price action for a market which is undersupplied, something in the region of 40 million tonnes for this year. That's both supply side and demand led. What that does mean is that he's increasing his iron ore price estimates to around 85 bucks a tonne, still some way below the spot. Uh, but nonetheless, a very encouraging sign for the iron ore miners, particularly Rio Tinto, where he's increased his price target 18% on the back of this work with a new uh, 5200p price target. Commodities more generally, pretty positive today. I think that's on a scaling back of the US anti-China uh, rhetoric late last Friday. And it's worth noting that the Brent uh, front month contract is still over 37 bucks a barrel, even if it's a little soft this morning. Good morning, it's William Bevington from Jeffrey's TMT Special Sales. So clearly the most important thing to highlight this morning is Jerry Dennis's detailed note taking us through the implications of press reports over the weekend that Massimoville is in friendly takeover talks with a KKR Sinben-led consortium. The Spanish market obviously already very competitive with six nationwide players. This would therefore not be consolidation in the normal sense and Massimoville, which would be delisted, is the implication and therefore a more uh, highly capitalised, more aggressive and more effective competitor potentially in the lower end segment would not benefit Telefonica, which is 72% exposed to the higher triple play segment. One of the reasons why we downgraded Telefonica recently was our specific concerns about its ability to continue to price at the high end in a recession-led Spain. Um, next thing to highlight is Vodafone, however, would be a potential beneficiary of this as clearly Vodafone and Orange have significant exposure to the commoditized single or dual play base. So a detailed note out from Jerry Dennis this morning on this. 
Morning from healthcare, obviously, uh, ASCO dominating many of the headlines. Uh, we have multiple notes summarizing some of the key findings uh, with Astra uh, continuing to be a, uh, a net positive winner through this. Uh, the big news, of course, will be the significant blow up uh, in Pfizer. We have commentary around that in the daily as well around Ibrantz. Uh, we continue to like the Tidget data coming out of uh, Roche. Uh, but probably more interesting from a more top-down basis, we have a very significant note out this morning trying to have a look at the uh, COVID testing opportunities. We have a very detailed US market model uh, saying that this could be a 10 to 16 billion uh, opportunity for test suppliers and a 40 to 60 billion dollar opportunity uh, for lab companies. Uh, and also, of course, a drag for the managed care companies where there'll be a debate if that gets passed into utilization premium rates for next year. But that's certainly a, a key note that we've published today. Very interesting. Coming from Jeffrey's Financial Special Sales, Monday 1st of June, big focus for us is on a uh, change of recommendation on the two Hong Kong-based names, upgrading or double upgrading stand chart to buy and cutting HSBC down to hold. We've been taking uh, a look at the, the current uh, movements and valuation uh, in light of uh, some of the political uh, discussions around the Hong Kong market and then assessing that against the various balance sheet risks of the respective groups where HSBC carries further or higher risk on the commercial property side. We think Stan Sharp on the flip side to that carries less risk but also has a stronger revenue support coming through uh, from capital markets on a relative basis that can really carry earnings for the next couple of quarters. Stocks down a point for a book, very strong capital at 13.5%. This is a very opportunistic move by us. Also highlighting the the very strong fundraising in private equity uh, being seen in the last couple of weeks should shine bright at intermediate capitals numbers on, th 